It's a great day for a podcast. Once again, here he is, John Oakley. Story of the safe drug strategy that the liberals are proposing, and it's become, well, fodder for uh, a great well, great theater in the House of Commons when it comes to question period, as was witnessed yesterday. And uh, one of the protagonists in uh, said presentation was Pierre Polyev, uh, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada and the official opposition, who's joined us here this afternoon on The Oakley Show to uh, unpack some of these current issues. Mr. Polyev, always a pleasure. Good afternoon. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I was, uh, well, let me cite it off the top then. The opioid crisis that is gripping the land and has claimed thousands and thousands of lives, I believe, in B.C. It's like six a day now. Uh, the Liberals are standing firm, and the B.C. has been afforded this waiver of, uh, you know, uses of hard drugs that have been decriminalized for personal use. Uh, so what is your thought on the, the Liberals uh, when they talk about a safe drug strategy uh, to address the opioid crisis? Well, let's start with a little bit of background. When Justin Trudeau took office, he adopted a policy called safe supply, which is to say the government would provide taxpayer funded drugs for free to addicts. Uh, they provide drugs like hydromorphone, which is very similar to heroin, and uh, they give it out. Uh, and the theory was that addicts would take this drugs, these drugs, they would be free from contamination, and therefore we wouldn't have any more overdoses. What is the result then? Since they brought it in, 30,000 people have died of overdoses. And the worst overdose rates are in provinces that have, along with the federal liberals, most enthusiastically embraced this so-called safe supply strategy of giving out free drugs to addicts. Why are so many people dying of drug overdoses since Trudeau took office? Why have overdoses gone up by 300% since these policies took effect? Well, because as always, the theory is different than the practice. In practice, what happens is that the addict gets the drugs and gets bored with them. Sure, you get high on it for a couple of weeks, but then it's not strong enough. So what do you do? You sell it to kids. And then you use the profit to buy more powerful and deadly fentanyl. And that fentanyl is killing people. The kids start using the government supplied drugs that Trudeau is funding with your tax dollars. They too get bored and they want something stronger. So they sell it off to other kids and buy fentanyl. And then they die in their late teens of overdoses. And that is why this has been such a disaster. You know, the price of a pill of hydromorphone is down 90 to 95% on the streets of Vancouver. And that is the same drug Trudeau is providing. You can buy 26 hits for 30 bucks. So it's now dirt cheap to get stoned because taxpayers are funding the drug supply. And then on top of that, Trudeau has given the BC government a waiver from the criminal code to allow the effective legalization of crack, heroin, cocaine, and other hard drugs all of which has led to crime, chaos, drugs, and disorder. It is not working. Violent crimes up 32%. Overdoses are up 300%. Follow the facts. Let's get back to common sense. My common sense plan is to stop giving out taxpayer-funded drugs. Instead, put those resources into recovery and treatment, which is proving to work in Alberta, where they're bringing down the overdose rate. Second, I'm going to sue the pharmaceutical companies that started the opioid crisis by mass marketing OxyContin into the system. And I'm going to use the money recovered from that lawsuit for even more treatment and recovery. And I'm going to ban 
hard drugs like crack, heroin, and cocaine right across the country and reject Trudeau's legalization agenda. It's common sense. Let's bring it home. Well, the legalization agenda certainly seems counterintuitive and uh, to the point that this is being controversial. Uh, I know Carolyn Bennett yesterday in the House was saying, well, even more people would have died if we didn't have safe supply. Uh, You know, even though you cite the statistic of 300,000 or 300 uh, percent increase uh, and the B.C. coroner's office also saying there's no indication that prescribed safe supplies contributing to unregulated drug deaths. But uh, you're saying that this is pretty much evidence-based, she says it's evidence-based that uh, we'd have more deaths even if we didn't have safe supply. What say you? Well, we know that she's wrong because before we had this policy, we had far fewer deaths. There were 75% fewer overdose deaths uh, before the safe supply policy took effect. So the facts are clear. And what's worse is that the number of overdoses is actually rising year after year. So we can't just say it's because of the COVID lockdowns made people depressed and hopeless because as we move further and further away from COVID and the government provides more and more of these so-called safe drugs, more people are dying. Now we're losing under these policies of Trudeau and the provincial NDP in BC, we're losing seven people a day to overdoses in one province alone. Take a walk down the downtown east side of Vancouver. It turned into hell on earth, tent cities, people laying face first on the ground, overdoses. This is the hell that we can expect right across the country if this crazy policy is allowed to expand. And that's why I will put an end to it, put the money in re- into recovery and treatment so that we can bring home our loved ones drug free. Well, it may be a cautionary tale for Toronto, too, because uh, council's looking for the same criminal code waiver as you've seen in uh, B.C. with Pierre Polyev, leader of the official opposition. Got to ask you as well, uh, there's been a lot said about the Canadian passport and remade by Justin Trudeau's liberals, uh, or at least, you know, that's been the impetus for it. Uh, what do you make of it? Uh, the importance of symbols and imagery and iconography uh, obviously should represent something. Uh, what's your take on what's been changed here? Well, if you get rid of our symbols, our stories, and our histories and heroes, then it's like removing the roots from a tree. The tree just falls over and dies. Uh, Our democracy and our history goes back over 800 years to the Magna Carta, which originated the freedoms that we've inherited. And then those freedoms were defended by soldiers in multiple world wars. And they are upheld and and, and, uh, lifted up by heroes that we should all celebrate, that make us proud to be Canadian. Like Terry Fox. Everyone, when I was a kid, we had Terry Fox's mother come to our school and tell us the story of her heroic son running halfway across the country to fight cancer. Why would Justin Trudeau want to erase him from our history by taking him out of our passport? Why would he want to take down Nellie McClung, who was part of the famous five that proved women were persons in the person's case? Why would he, he says he's a feminist, but he wants to erase the greatest women's right champion we have in our history. Why would he want to erase the veterans of Vimy Ridge, 3,598 of whom died taking that incredible victory that defined the birth of our country? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he believes if he wipes away our history, then he can reinvent the country from scratch. He can have a blank slate to draw his own image of Canada, which really puts him and the government and the state at the center of everything. I don't think the state and the politicians 
are at the center of our story. I think the common people are the real heroes and they're the ones who should be celebrated in all of our public documents. We should keep our common stories, our common symbols, and most of all, our common sense. All right. So it's emblematic of a mindset is what you're saying. Finally, I've got to ask, because this is a story that's uh, become very, very uh well, disputed here between the province and the feds, it has to do with Stellantis and the EV plant, you know, that would be operated by Stellantis out of Windsor and LG out of South Korea, as the prime minister is there uh, as we speak. But the uh, the whole point of trying to run with the big dog, the Americans on their Inflation Reduction Act and their green subsidies as part of this green reset here or uh, initiative going forward. Uh, have we really painted ourselves into a corner and uh, how do we extricate ourselves or, you know, uh, make things, I guess, uh, somewhat palatable to the Canadian public or the taxpayer that we're going to have to subsidize another EV plant to the tune that Volkswagen got potentially 13 billion plus? Well, this is the mess Justin Trudeau has created. He's very good at showing up at announcements with his sleeves rolled up and puffing out his chest and telling us about all these great projects he's going to build. But look at his track record. He, he said he built a pipeline uh, in Western Canada. So he said it would cost $7 billion. should have cost nothing because the private sector can build these things. He said it cost $7 billion. It's now up to $30 billion and it's still not done. And the company he bought it from took our $7 billion down to Texas to build pipelines there. You know, he said he'd plant, plant billions of trees. For the first two years, he didn't plant a single one. Who's to believe that Justin Trudeau can deliver a battery plant uh, or a potted plant, for that matter? He's utterly incompetent, totally out of touch, and Canadians are out of money. Mr. Polyev, always a pleasure. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Great to be with you. Thanks very much. Let's bring it home. Pierre Polyev, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada and the official opposition. Listen to the John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on Earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast library.